Hey, Mama. I know getting meals on the table for your family can feel tough, especially finding weeknight-friendly meals that everyone in the family will love. There's a good chance it's why you're here, at least I hope so. Helping moms take the stress out of feeding their family is my biggest passion. It's why I share with you here, and it's why I created the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. If you've ever wished this podcast came with a weekly done-for-you dinner plan with a shopping list and meal prep tips, or maybe a recipe library with over 200 family-friendly recipes, cooking tips, how-tos, and hacks, well, it does, and it's all in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club over on Patreon. Starting at just $3 a month for access to our 200-plus recipe vault with printable PDF recipes, or $5 a month for weekly done-for-you dinner plans, plus the recipe vault and bonus podcasts every month, the Healthy Mama Cooking Club is the dinnertime solution you're looking for. Head to patreon.com slash healthymamachris or click the link in the show notes to try it out for a week free and join over 130 other busy mamas making weeknight meals work with the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. I can't wait to see you in there. All right, let's get on with the episode. It all started with my chocolate chip cookie recipe, actually. Mm. Um, I had made like six or seven chocolate chip cookie recipes for Thomas. Every single one just like wasn't the perfect cookie that I like. And I couldn't quite figure it out. I was like, like this one's too thin. This one's too crispy. This one's too chewy. This one's too thick. This one's and So I went a deep dive. I went into the world of chocolate chip cookies and I researched like the best temperature, the best timing, the best like way to use like how to the flour, the type of chocolate chips, all this stuff. And then I created my best salted chocolate chip cookies, which are my most popular recipe to this day. I made them in 2020 <laughs> hands down. So that is our most popular recipe. And that kind of gave me the confidence, I feel like to really start creating my own recipes. Mm. And I was like, okay, like I can do this. Like all I have to do is just like glean from other people, like classics and basics and stuff, and then find my own way to do it or take my own little like turn on it or something. And um, that's really what got me into it. And then I just like really found joy in baking. Does cooking feel like a struggle more often than you want to admit? Do school lunches get boring after the third week and even cereal for breakfast sometimes feels like too much effort? let alone feeding yourself and your family meals with vegetables they'll actually eat? If you're a busy mama like me, you can probably relate. I'm Chris Dovniak, and welcome to My Healthy Mama Kitchen. I'm a trained chef, culinary nutritionist, and mama of two, and I'm here to guide you in making healthy eating easy and accessible by simplifying your meal plan, demystifying meal prep, taking the stress out of weeknight dinners, and helping you learn to cook your family delicious, nutrient-dense meals along the way, without spending hours in the kitchen or thousands of dollars a month at Whole Foods. In this podcast, I'm here to share my best tips, tools, and hacks for your real-life Healthy Mama kitchen with a side of humor and sometimes a little bit of spice. So grab your favorite apron and let's get cooking. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of the Healthy Mama Kitchen podcast. I'm Chris Dovniak, founder of Healthy Mama Chris and your host. Today, I am so excited to finally start bringing back guests on the Healthy Mama Kitchen podcast. Well, technically, the Healthy Mama Kitchen podcast has never had guests, but many of you who have been longtime listeners know that this podcast was the Healthy Balance Mama podcast for the first four years, and it was largely a guest podcast. And when we switched over to the Healthy Mama Kitchen podcast in 2022, we made it, or I made it mostly, a solo podcast. And I love sharing with all of you 
but I also love having guests on and having them share their expertise, especially guests who have expertise in areas that I do not have. Obviously, I have a lot of expertise in the culinary world, in meal planning and meal prep and all of that jazz, but there are a lot of areas where I could use help myself. And one of those areas is baking. And so I am so excited to have back on one of the most popular guests from the Healthy Balance Mama podcast. This is technically her third time on this podcast. I am so excited to introduce any of you who do not know her, but I know lots of you already know who she is, Lex Daddio of Daddio's Kitchen. Lex and I connected a few years ago in the online world because of our mutual love of food and our background with healing from disordered eating and really finding a love of food. And for Lex specifically, she really fell in love with baking and she has created a whole career around creating recipes, especially lots of delicious baked goods. So I am so excited to have Lex on to share with you hacks for holiday baking and just baking any time of the year. So let me go ahead. Let me introduce Lex and then we'll bring her on and we'll chat all things holiday baking. Lex Daddio lives in Richmond, Virginia with her husband Thomas and their three little boys. They run the Instagram at Daddio's Kitchen together where they inspire people to get into the kitchen to make family-friendly meals that are simple, delicious, and attainable. They're also starting a food trailer called Cream and Sugar that will have homemade treats and coffee. When I tell you all, I was so excited when I saw that Lex and Thomas are creating a food trailer and it's literally right on our route to go back home when we travel back up north for the summer. And you know I'm going to be first in line. We're, we will schedule our trip around getting some of her delicious baked goods. So without further ado, I cannot wait to have her share her tips on holiday baking, baking with kids, and beyond. Hi, Lex. Welcome back to the Healthy Mama Kitchen podcast. I am so excited to have you back on. I guess you've technically not been on the Healthy Mama Kitchen podcast. You were on the Healthy Balance Mama podcast when That's it was right. the Healthy Balance Mama podcast. Um, so this is your third time on the podcast, but so much has changed in both of our worlds, in our businesses, in our lives since those first couple of episodes. So what are you up to these days? Well, first of all, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Third time's a charm. <laughs> so much is different. Um, basically, I'm up to a lot of things, I guess, but very different things than I was up to last time I was here. Uh, my husband and I both run our Instagram together now, um, Daddy's Kitchen, and now we're more geared towards cooking and baking. He does most of the cooking. I do most of the baking. And our goal is to, you know, just make food simple for people um, to use real ingredients that uh, just our good quality and also to use ingredients that like everybody can afford also, I think is a big thing, just like very simple ingredients for allowed rather than a lot of specialty, specialty ingredients. So very simple. We have three little boys. Um, and we are also starting a food truck or a food trailer called cream and sugar baking, which is like a baking trailer. It'll be like cookies, uh, pie, hot chocolate, coffee and it should hopefully be launched here in December. So um, we are very excited. So we're up to a couple things, but yeah, that's mostly what's going on over here. Just a couple things, you know, things. <laughs> whole new business, whole new direction yeah. with your Instagram. I love your Instagram and I love your mission 
around making food accessible and delicious and simple. And, you know, I'm very similar in the way that I cook as well. And so I think we're very aligned. And I love that your husband's come on and that you guys can cook together because I know when we and, you know, do the run the business together. I know that when we talked, I think, well, at least one of the two times that we talked on the podcast, you talked about how your husband is more of the cook and bringing him on has been really cool to see. And I think you guys have a really cool thing going where he does a lot of the cooking and you do a lot of the baking. Um, But you've started doing more cooking too, right? (laughs) Yes, I do do more cooking now. At first I was like more intimidated. I mean, I never could cook growing up. I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to bake or cook. I knew nothing. I couldn't even boil water. I was like petrified (laughs) to be in the kitchen. Um, But he kind of took on a lot of the cooking role when First, I started to cook when we first got married. And then I was like, he cooked a couple of times. And I was like, why do I try to cook? Like, you're so much better. (laughs) And so I kind of just like handed over the role. It was kind of his thing. And he really liked it and enjoyed it. His dad's the same way. He's very much the cook of the family. Um, So I think he grew up that way. But then um, as we had more kids and stuff and just things have gotten busier and we've gotten busier with work and stuff, like I've tried to pull in more cooking. So I've been practicing a lot and doing a lot of his recipes. Um, and honestly, I just, I enjoy it so much. I just want to, I, <laughs> I told him, I want to be the mom that, you know, when our kids are like 18, 19, or like, I guess older when they're out of the house, I want them to be like, Oh, I want to go home and I want mom to cook for me. Like I want mom's mm-hmm. cooking and baking. Like I want them to come yeah. home for my food. So I'm like, okay, well I got to practice and get really good. So I feel like I've gotten a lot better. Um, mostly using his recipes. Um, but yeah, I, he does majority of the cooking, but recently I've been adding in more and then I do, I do all the baking. He doesn't really bake as much, although he is baking for cream and sugar, so he can bake. (laughs) (laughs) I think we all have our thing, right? Like we prefer doing one or the other. And some people don't prefer cooking at all. Um, we have a lot of, we have a lot of moms on here who are like, all right, just tell me how to make meals easier because it's not my favorite thing. But I love that idea of having your kids want to come home and eat mom's cooking. I love that so much. Yeah. I want them to miss it and come home. Yes. Be like, oh, mom, will you cook me this? Or like have like a nostalgic meal that they remember growing up that they loved. I just, I just think food brings people so together, especially just being around the table, family conversation, all that stuff, which obviously with a five, three and a one-year-old, like our family conversation isn't very extended. It's pretty short, but you know, we're practicing every day. <laughs> um, it, it will get better. We it have will. more and more good family conversations now with a 10 and a six-year-old. It definitely gets better and yes, easier. You know, and... You're, you're like the next level of motherhood. So um, yeah, we are at like just getting to the point where we can get both of the kids to sit for the entire meal. And yeah. still, sometimes my six-year-old is like, it is time to dance right yeah. now. And we're like, you've eaten three bites. Can't like, help can, it. We, can we eat and then get up and dance? So, That's all right. A little yeah, movement I get in it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of baking, I want to talk to you today about holiday baking, because as my listeners know, and just baking in general, right? Um, it's not my forte. Like, your husband's thing, Thomas's thing is more cooking and your thing is more baking. My thing is definitely more cooking. And yeah. even though, you know, I learned how to bake in culinary school kind of because I had to, um, yeah. I'm not the baker and I am comfortable with things like rolls and breads, things where uh, I guess you can be a little less technical. I mean, I still, yeah. there's some technicality to it, but where you can be a little bit more creative when it comes to any sort of technical baking, um, I'm I'm a little intimidated. And I know that a lot of my listeners are too. And you are such an awesome baker and it seems like it comes natural to you. But you did say that you didn't grow up baking. So how did you start baking and how did you kind of get into the world of baking? 
Yeah. So basically I always grew up actually wanting a bakery, but I never baked. My mom did always bake, but really in the summer, she was very like health food before health food was popular. Mm -hmm. Um, like we had like almond butter and jelly sandwiches on like sprouted bread. And my friends had encrustables and I was like, what is this? (laughs) Um, and now I'm like, oh shoot, now I'm a mom. And I'm like, oh shoot. And now I want to feed my kids better, but you know, there's that. (laughs) Um, but she, so she did the best she could. Right. But in the summer, every summer we'd, we'd go to our lake house and we had, um, a bunch of people would come visit. We'd have friends and family come visit. And she always baked a ton of stuff. So summer and Christmas, like holidays, she would bake like crazy. She was a very good baker. Her oldest sister was like an incredible baker, has this whole book of baked like recipes, like just she, oh, my mom grew up baking. So I just always was just so infatuated. I was always the kid who was in the kitchen watching my mom. I never really helped much, but I just watched like I was just so infatuated with watching her cook or bake or any of those things and I just people used to ask me what like what do you want to be when you grow up and I was like a mom like I just want to be a mom and I just want to like cook and bake and clean <laughs> and like <laughs> kind of still that way but it's fine um I think that's a great profession because it's a very yes. hard job um but anyways uh so I used to always watch her bake and I was just so infatuated but I was also very and this goes back to like the eating disorder intuitive and stuff I was very like um I was very aware of like my body size and I always felt much bigger than everybody. So I was more afraid of desserts. It got to the point, you know, more of high school, start dieting, all this stuff. And so I was very afraid, especially in college, like petrified of sugar, petrified of baking. Like I always, always wanted to own a bakery, but I was like, I can't be around sugar because I'll go crazy. I'll just like eat too much of it, whatever. So I was so scared of it for so long, but I dreamed of baking. And then when I got to this place where I was able to heal my relationship with food, um, I got to the place where I was able to bake. And then I kind of like, I like kind of went hard and I like baked like a ton (laughs) um, and started with baking all these other people's recipes. And then it all started with my chocolate chip cookie recipe, actually. Mm. Um, I had made like six or seven chocolate chip cookie recipes for Thomas and every single one, like from other people, every single one just like, wasn't the perfect cookie that I like. And I couldn't quite figure it out. I was like, like this one's too thin. This one's too crispy. This one's too chewy. This one's too thick. This one's and So I went a deep dive. I went into the world of chocolate chip cookies and I researched like the best temperature, the best timing, the best like way to use like how to the flour, the type of chocolate chips, all this stuff. And then I created my best salted chocolate chip cookies, which are my most popular recipe to this day. I made them in 2020 <laughs> hands down. And that's actually what we're going to be selling. One of the things we'll be selling on the truck. But um, so that is our most popular recipe. And that kind of gave me the confidence, I feel like, to really start creating my own recipes. Mm. And I was like, okay, like I can do this. Like all I have to do is just like glean from other people, like classics and basics and stuff, and then find my own way to do it or take my own little like turn on it or something. And um, that's really what got me into it. And then I just like really found joy in baking. Like, I just love it. It's like therapeutic to me. There's something about, I'm not super creative as far as like the artsy side, which I think that's more of like the cooking, like my husband's the creative. He's so, he sees us so differently. And I'm very technical. I like a list. I like things done a certain way. I like them done the same way every time. And so I think that's why I think I really like baking because it is like that science. So I feel like it just, 
it's a science, but it's really not complicated. It just, it's, it can feel overwhelming, I think, to especially people that feel more creative in their brain, right? Um, but it's really, it's really very simple if you just follow the rules, <laughs> which my husband <laughs> very struggles to follow the rules. So it's like, hey, uh, if I like he's cooking, I'm like, can you measure this? He's like, I can't measure, like, I, I can't do, <laughs> I can't measure salt. I just have to like put salt in how I want. He it used to be like our biggest thing. When we start cooking and be like, people want the measurements. And he's like, I can't measure. <laughs> and now he finally can. Um, but it took some practice, but anyways, so that's kind of how I got into it. It's a long way of explaining how I got into it, but basically just from growing up with it with my mom and then like moving into and, and becoming a mom, I wanted to be the house too, that has like all the fun baked goods. Like it was always my dream to have, like be the house where like people come over and we have hot chocolate chip cookies on the, on the, um, table, you know, like we have items there, like just to welcome people into like hospitality, hospitable, whatever. Um, So yeah, so I always want to be the home where you know, there's frozen chocolate chip cookie dough in the freezer, and we can pull them out and make cookies anytime because you don't have to make it right there. You can freeze everything. The freezer is your best friend. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I have so many questions about freezing baked goods, but we, (laughs) oh yes, I love that so much. I love hearing your journey of how you grew up with it, but then you made it your own and you do feel confident in creating your own baked goods, which I do not yet. And I mean, (laughs) I am a recipe developer, but I'm very much like Thomas. I've had to learn how to measure things because I do like to be creative, but I beg to differ that you're not creative. I think you are so creative. So many baked goods are like spins on classics, which I think is, I feel like it's a different creative. It's not like, yeah, yeah. It's just a different type of creative. (laughs) So where do you get your inspiration for your new creations then? So, you know, Um, you told me you kind of spun off the chocolate chip cookie. Where do you get that inspiration? I feel like I like to look at a lot of like the classics, like, you know, like muffins, brownies, cookies. Like I'm very, I like to be very classic. I'm not too out of the, like, I'm not too crazy with things. Like I don't make things completely different. I typically just try to make the classics better or like how I like Mm -hmm. them. Like I like a really fudgy brownie. So like I'm going to make them a little like more fudgy and more chocolatey. Like I'm learning that I can really, like I like apple pie with like a heck of a lot more filling. So like Mm -hmm. I would make it with more filling and a thicker crust. Like I just, I've just make it the way that I really like it. Um, and people seem to like it too. So I get a lot of them from the classics, a lot of from things I grew up with, just like remembering, you know, recipes and mom used to make like this really amazing sour cream coffee cake. She used to make that's like on our rest on our blog. Cause I remade it years later and I did a couple tweaks because I was like, well, now that I know how to bake, this is what I would change. Um, Mm -hmm. and then sometimes I get stuff from Instagram, like, you know, just, I'll see something, or, or even Pinterest sometimes I'll just like see like a cute Christmas recipe for a kid and be like, oh, I should do that. But like in a different way. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I feel I feel like I get it from all over the place, but mostly like based off the classics and from growing up and then sometimes from Instagram or Pinterest or something like that. Mm. I love that a lot of what you do is classics too, because I think that's what a lot of people are looking for. They're like, give me a really great chocolate chip cookie recipe yeah. or a really great, I love coffee cake. And I'm like, okay, I need to go on your website and make that yeah, coffee cake. It's so recipe. good. It's like what I grew up on and it is so good. <laughs> See, I, my mom always baked around Christmas time, but she was not the mom who baked consistently. Yeah. And the more you're talking about it, the more I'm like, oh, I would love to have the kids come home from school. There's always food when the kids come home from yeah, school. Usually the kitchen's a mess. Too. I'm cleaning yeah. it up and I've got, there's always food, but baked goods would be really fun to have for them. Yeah. So I'm, I'm hoping you give me a little bit more confidence. I will. I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> give that. you some tips at the end or later, and I'll let you know some ideas for you. <laughs> 
Well, let's jump into that, actually. Let's jump into maybe some of your tips for the newbie baker, because I know kind of the basics of baking. But for somebody who is like, all right, I want to be that mom who has the cookies ready for my kids when they come home from school or maybe bakes with them on the weekends. If somebody is kind of new to baking, what would be your your tips for kind of starting out? Yeah, for sure. So what I would say is I would say keep it simple. Find your simple recipes that you love. Make them go to my blog or go anywhere, get them from your parents, get them from your parents, get them from anywhere, wherever you want, just find your recipes and stick with those. If you find something that's really good and easy to use or easy to make, do that. And I'm going to tell you one thing is when it comes to, so chocolate chip cookies are your best friend. So it's so easy to make dough. It's like, you can't really mess it up too bad. Like maybe you can, but you, you got it. You can do it. And so, and they're always going to taste good. Even if you kind of mess up, you'll still be delicious. But so basically always double it and free and roll it in balls and put it in the freezer. You just saved yourself so much time because now anytime you want to pull out cookies for guests or your kids or whatever, you just pull them out, put them on the baking sheet and you're going to just bake them in the oven at 375 or whatever your recipe calls for. Just thaw them while the oven's preheating and bake them. And you've got chocolate chip cookies. You don't even have to like be the baker. Just make a giant batch of chocolate chip cookie dough and keep it in the freezer and you are a baker. There you go. Mm. And then the other thing, the other beautiful thing that you can do, any cookie, um, you can freeze after you bake it. So bake it, cool it. You can freeze them in a freezer bag. Just close close it really tight. You pull those things out. Nobody will even know they were frozen. I promise mm. you, if you thaw them on the counter, nobody will know. Um, or say, if you don't want to have to like rebake them. I mean, everyone loves a warm cookie, right? So if you don't want to like rebake them, you can also just bake them, freeze them once they're totally cooled and they're like literally good to go. You can do that with anything. I freeze everything. Muffins are also a really easy one I feel like to do. Um, especially like little mini muffins too. I do this for the kids all the time. I'll mm. bake like a bunch of them and then we put them in the freezer and I just thaw them on the counter for the day of. And it's like, oh, look, exciting. We have muffins. Okay. Well, I did those two months ago, but you know, they think yeah. it's great. Um, <laughs> so I feel like freezing thing is really, freezing things is really helpful. It is a science. So it, but it's not complicated. You just have to follow the directions. So like I feel like one of the best tips for baking is read the recipe all the way through first so that if you get to a step at the end and you like didn't think about it or like, oh, shoot, I got to leave and I didn't think about the timing there. Like, I feel like that's where a lot of people get screwed up a little bit because I do feel like you like start the recipe and then you get to a point and you're like, shoot, I got to go or, or like, I don't have that or whatever. I forgot about this. And so I feel like if you read it all the way through, then you're prepared and it doesn't take that long. And then you're like ready to go. So I feel like that helps a ton. Um, yeah. And then also measuring matters. So like mm-hmm. mostly with flour, um, I think flour is the biggest thing that measuring really matters. So you spoon and level your flour. If you don't know what that means, Google it. I'll tell you exactly what to do. <laughs> you spoon it into your cup and then you level it off with a knife And that. So if you, if you dump your flour, your um, measuring cup in the flour, you're going to pack the flour and you're going to get a ton more flour in your recipe. You're going to get a dry baked good. It's going to be dry as heck because you're going to have so much. So if you feel like your cookies or your, whatever your baking is always dry, that could be why. Um, If you don't have enough flour, they'll splat. Like they can just splat, not enough flour, not enough rice. Um, so that's another one. We're just going to take a quick break to hear from this week's sponsors. All right, friends, I need to be honest with you for a second of all the healthy habits that I have developed over the years. The hardest one for me is drinking enough water. 
but I know the importance of staying hydrated. For my health and energy as a busy mom, I'm on my feet all day in the kitchen most days and as a runner. I'm training for a half marathon right now and hydration is more important than ever. And I also care about the kind of water I drink and the kind of water my family drinks. We moved last year and I was shocked to find out how many contaminants are in the water in my local area and I knew I needed an easy solution for clean, actually tasty drinking water for myself and my family and that's where AquaTrue came in. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. It removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and are specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAs in your water supply. Its proprietary purification technology is independently tested by IAPMO to NSF and ANSI standards to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, fluoride, arsenic, PFAs, known as forever chemicals, nitrate, and many more. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water. That's less than three cents a bottle. Plus, you'll save the environment from tons of plastic waste. In addition to drinking water, you can use it for your coffee, tea, and all your cooking needs, from boiling pasta or veggies to making stocks and soups. Not to mention, the water actually tastes so good, I find myself actually wanting to drink water. And right now, my goal is my big 40-ounce water bottle and another whatever I need when I'm working out. That is a lot of water. It also makes me feel good knowing that my family is drinking clean water free of contaminants. And I love that it's super portable as well. We will for sure be bringing it with us on our travels next summer. And because I know if you're like me, you want to make sure you're making the right purchase for your family, AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and it even makes a great gift. Today, my listeners receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter code HEALTHYMAMA at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use code HEALTHYMAMA. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So that was the one thing. And then the other thing I think a lot of people forget is expiration dates. So this is crazy. So if your baking powder or your baking soda is expired, it can completely change your recipe. It can make something taste very strange. And it can also just completely ruin the rise and all of that stuff. So just like make sure you check your expiration dates. Um, and then two of the last things I think that are very important. One is do not <laughs> use a different flour. If it calls for all-purpose flour, you cannot use almond flour. That's like, I think one of the biggest things that people do that I'm like, shoot, that doesn't work. It's a completely different type of thing. Um, now you can use like gluten-free all-purpose one for one flour for all-purpose flour, but you cannot use like almond or oat flour. It's just not the same. Mm -hmm. um, you'd have to just use a different recipe or like a totally just completely different. That just doesn't work. So I feel like exchanging. I think once you get used to baking, you can kind of play around with changing stuff, but 
if you're just starting out or you don't know, don't change because especially never almond for all purpose. It just won't work. <laughs> yes. It will turn out terrible. Um, and then the other thing, if a recipe calls for room temperature butter, it, there's a reason why, like it needs to be room temperature. And there's, if you Google it, there's quick tips on how to make room temperature butter, room temperature quicker, you can put like a hot um, cup over it to get a room temperature. Um, but if it calls for melted, use the melted. And if it calls for room temperature, use room temperature. It, it helps incorporate different. It gives you a different texture. Um, so it does matter. So the reason people put stuff in there is like for a reason. So just follow the rules. <laughs> That's my biggest tip. And be patient because I feel like there's a lot of, fa- I failed a ton when I started. And now I feel like I can kind of fix the fails. Like if I fail, I can usually like kind of fix it or figure out what I failed with. Like before I'd have been like, oh my gosh, baking is so complicated because I don't know what I'm doing. But now the, just the more you do anything, practice helps a ton. So yeah, anyway, that was a lot. <laughs> no, I think those tips were great. And now you're making me think I need to go and check the expiration dates of my baking powder and my baking yeah, soda you because we're going to start doing should. holiday baking. And I use them, but not that often. Like I'll make muffins probably once a month, but yeah. So I think they're working. Yeah, they should be. (laughs) But that's such a good point. And I think people, you know, especially in my community where people are trying to oftentimes eat more real food, they're like, oh, maybe I'll try experimenting using almond flour instead of all purpose for this recipe. And they don't realize that. But not for that recipe usually. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They don't realize that weights matter and fat content matters when it comes to different flours and things like that. So I love the advice of, you know, stick to the classics to start if you're just starting out. Yeah. And then maybe. Or if if you you want to use almond flour, you just have to find a recipe that uses almond flour. Right. Totally fine. But it just got to find a different recipe because it's just not the same measurements. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. (laughs) So what were some of the fails you made when you first started? Is there anything you can pinpoint and you're like, okay, I was messing up all the time in this one area? I I think measuring flour was huge. I never used to spoon and level. I would just, I would just dunk it right in. I'm like, doesn't really matter. Like you don't really need to measure it. And I would realize like things would either be really, you know, runny or like, you know, flat, or they would be really dry. And I'd be like, what did I do wrong? Like, I didn't know. I just didn't know how much that mattered. Um, I feel like that's huge. And I even used to try to like substitute. I think I've even tried substituting like oat or coconut. I think I tried substituting coconut flour for like all oh, the coconut flowers. So totally hard. different ball game. Like that yes. stuff absorbs like nobody's business. And so I think I was just like, what? So I've made all of the mistakes, trust me. Um, and I think the other thing for sure is definitely butter, like being like, just like, it doesn't need to be that soft or it doesn't really need to be room temperature or I can just melt it and be fine. Um, and sometimes you can still pull it off and it's fine. But if you're like most of the time you can't. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think I've pretty much made most of the mistakes that I'm telling you, <laughs> um, over mixing too, I think is big. You don't want to over mix a batter too much because you can make it tough or not rise or too dense or too like they're like when, they come, when a recipe calls and says, don't over mix usually means it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like just listen to the recipe. It's like, usually it should tell you if people, if you're finding a recipe, that's good. It should tell you what to do. And if you just follow the rules and the guidelines, then like you, it, it'll help you a ton. I think we sometimes need that reminder though. I think it's easy to rush, especially as busy moms and go, well, the butter's not that soft, but it'll be fine. And then you're like, why is this dough all clumpy? Why is it not incorporating? Or, you know, just I am guilty of just dunking the measuring cup into, I have yeah, those no, like I big know. OXO containers where my yeah. flour, you know, keeps my flour fresh. 
I mean, I can do that for pizza dough and it turns out fine, but it doesn't work for cookies. (laughs) I I will say it does work for some stuff fine. Like you, sometimes you can do it. And if it's like a pretty foul proof recipe or like bread items, sometimes like it's totally fine. But when it comes to like cookies and other particular things, I think it really does make a difference. And I think sometimes it makes a difference where we don't realize it in something like a muffin where we're like, why did these muffins turn out dry this time? It was because muffins, especially because I think muffins can be really they can end up very dry um, if you mess up those. So, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So speaking of muffins, cookies, what do you think are like the best maybe entry level fail proof baked goods like you said chocolate chip cookies, but what other places, especially as we're talking about holiday baking, where would you recommend kind of the newbie baker or the mom who's trying to get into baking? Maybe she does a little bit of baking and she wants to do more. Where would, where do you recommend she starts? Yeah. Chocolate chip cookies for sure. Another thing is like a quick bread, like a banana bread is very Mm -hmm. simple. Um, or pumpkin bread since it's Christmassy or well, it's not fall, but whatever, you know, like a quick bread, gingerbread loaf, I guess. I don't know. I haven't really made much of a gingerbread loaf, but it sounds delicious. Um, you need but, to make one now. Now yeah, we need no, you to make too. a gingerbread loaf. But any like kind of, any kind of cookie that's like a simple, like drop cookie, like a chocolate chip cookie type thing, not like, you know, the sugar cookie where you have to cut them out and add icing. Like that's complicated, but it's not really that complicated. But if you're starting out, I wouldn't start there. I would start with like a sugar cookie or a chocolate chip cookie or something like that, or like a those little peanut butter cookies with blossoms on it for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Those are really easy. Um, brownies are always really good. And if you want to make brownies festive, okay, brownies, homemade brownies. I love the Ghirardelli box brownie. brownie I'm not going to lie. We buy the six pack from Costco to have it, even though I rarely use them because I always end up making my own homemade instead because my homemade recipe is so simple and they're so fudgy and good. It takes like 10 minutes to throw together. It's so good. Um, But if you want to make them more festive, just chop up some candy canes, add a little peppermint extract and just put them on top. And then you've got Christmas brownies. Um, I also love to take brownies and cut them out into trees after using like a cutter and then just put like uh, green icing on it. And it looks like a Christmas tree brownie. Um, So if you want to start super simple, that's a great one. Um, Another one, muffins, I feel like can be very simple, just like a classic muffin. I have some muffins on my blog, too, that I just feel like are so simple. And I love to make a mini and big. Um, and again, those ones just freeze really easy. And then the other one that is probably one of my top favorites that's so easy, you really cannot mess up is a crisp because people love pie, but a crisp is like a pie, but very simple. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a blueberry and apple, a pear and another one, I think, and I can't remember what they are crisp on my blog. And they're all like the same thing, but it's it's just a bunch of fruit in the bottom with, you know, sugar and uh, salt, whatever. And then you just crumble this mixture that you make in a bowl. That's like oats and flour and sugar. It's so simple. And you just crumble it on top. Like you really can't mess it up. And mm-hmm. it is so good. Like the measurements on that one, you could probably get away with not like scooping and leveling your flour. Like you're not going to really mess it up and it's supposed to look messy. So it's like the benefit of a pie, but just like very simple. Um, just put some ice cream on it. It's so good. Um, that is very much my style. <laughs> yes. So it, and it can be messy and rustic and look fine. Like it doesn't, I think that is more like artistic type kind of thing. It doesn't have to like look a certain way, kind of just like do what you want with it. Um, you really, really can't mess it up. You can change any fruit. Um, super good, really easy. I feel like those would be definitely my top starter ones. I love those. (laughs) So I'm going to throw a question I didn't tell you I was going to ask at you. What are your kids' favorites? Like, what are the ones they, the ones who are 
communicating more. <laughs> what are they, what do they ask for? What are their favorites? Okay. Same thing. They're so classic. I'll, I'll want to make something fun, <laughs> like a galette or like, you know, some kind of strawberry shortcake type thing. They they're fine. Sometimes they won't even try it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you guys are insane. Um, but it's okay. I love you. They just want chocolate chip cookies, <laughs> brownies, and banana bread. That is it. <laughs> that are those are their top hands down without fail favorite desserts. Except the one thing that they love now is our fudge pie, which is the one we're going to sell on cream and sugar. Um, they are like I've never seen them eat a dessert so fast. And we're like, if I say pie, they're like, I don't want pie. And I'm like, you guys don't even know. You don't even didn't even <laughs> tried pie. And then we made them try this, and they all they're like, I want pie, I want pie, I want pie. And now they're obsessed with pie. But it's basically like a brownie on top of crust. So it's like Ooh. a brownie, but they oh my gosh, it's ridiculously good. That um, sounds so good. So that's one of their favorite now. Is they they love anything with chocolate, hence chocolate mm-hmm. chips, brownies, banana bread, um, usually with chocolate chips. Oh, and they love muffins. So all the really easy ones that I said are great ones to start with are all the ones my kids love. All ones that are usually easier to make with kids. Um, so I mean, it's it kind of works out that the easiest ones are the ones they typically gear towards. So yeah. yeah. I love that. So do you bring your kids into the kitchen and bake with you? I know it's what you do for a job too. So I'm sure they're not always there, but do you have any tips for baking with kids if you do bring them in? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I, I will bake with them on the weekends a lot more. Um, cause I'm like not filming anything and I don't mind if they're in it when I'm filming and stuff, but usually I'll like do much better filming when they're at school. So, um, one thing, biggest tip, just be patient because it's going to get messy and you just got to let it go. You just got to, there's nothing you can't clean. Like you can clean. So it's not that big of a deal. They will get messy, but they will get better. If you let them help you, they will get better. I do let ours do it. I will say our 18 month old, I usually save the baking for when he's napping because he is a hazard right now. (laughs) He is just like, if I let him bake right now, I don't know if I could, I could physically handle the three-year-old and the 18 month old at the same time. It's just kind of madness. It Um, sounds like a lot. (laughs) Yeah. It's just like, I mean, he would just probably pick an egg and chuck it across the room. Like he just, there's, there's no boundaries with him. (laughs) We call him (laughs) Wreck-It Roman. Um, So yeah. Um, So I would say be patient. Uh, It's going to get messy, but also keep your expectations very low. Just they're going to mess up. They're going to get eggshells in the thing. It's it's not a big deal. If you, but I I will say one thing, if you are worried about like, okay, but they're going to, if they scoop the flour, they're going to scoop it wrong. Okay. We'll pre-measure it. Just pre-measure the flour. So all they got to do is dump it in and then you can't really screw up. You know what I mean? You won't mess up the recipe. Um, but a lot of recipes can be really forgiving for you. Um, but again, like my oldest can now crack an egg, no problem. Whereas Mm -hmm. like for my three-year-old still gets it everywhere, but my oldest has been, been cracking eggs. And so, and he doesn't do it all the time, but he still does help a lot. And so, um, yeah, they get, they get better. It will get better. But the other, the other biggest thing I think is have fun with them and let it, you want it to be a fun experience. You don't want it to be negative. So don't like, I would be so annoyed if someone was like, no, no, you don't do it like that. Don't do it like that. Don't do this. Like, that's not the way you do it. Do it like this. Like, just kind of let them go with it. Just if you pre-measure the ingredients, you don't even have to worry too much, you know, yeah. just be patient, have fun and make it short and sweet. Cause they ain't going to last very long. Like my <laughs> kids, by the time I get it in the oven, they're like, bye. They're like, they're probably gone before we're even scooping out the dough. They just want to lick the spoon and they're gone. And then it's like, are the brownies ready? Are the brownies ready? Are the brownies ready? And like, no, like 40 more minutes. And then they got to cool. <laughs> so it just, I think just having fun, being patient and having very, very low expectations, choose an easy recipe, choose chocolate chip cookies or banana bread or muffins. Um, but just 
don't do it if you're not going to let them have fun because then they won't have fun and they're not going to want to bake with you anymore. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. no, sometimes I, I will that. be like too overwhelmed and I'm like, I, I just can't handle this right now. So it'd be like, okay, let's save this for later when I feel like I can manage it and handle it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think that's really good advice because as someone who does get stressed out when I'm baking, yeah. I don't always want the kids in there with me only because it stresses me out anyway. <laughs> yes. I love keeping those expectations you... low. Yes. I love the idea of pre-measuring the ingredients. Uh, yeah. That is a genius tip. I'm going to do that the next time I bake with my kids. <laughs> <laughs> it will help a lot. And the my little tag on tip is with the egg cracking because both my kids love cracking eggs we always have them crack eggs in a separate bowl so that if there oh, are eggshells we just you know, very smart whatever if we kind of just take it out and you know my little one will be like oh, i got a shell i'm like it's okay it's not in the batter it's all, all right and then we just add it in and so that's that's what we do yeah the best way to get eggshells out if somebody doesn't already know because i didn't know this for a long time is just using the eggshell it's the only way to get it out if you try doing it with your finger you're going to be all over the place trying to get it out if you use the actual eggshell it sticks right on comes right out oh my god i didn't know that and, and i've been cooking for over a decade I, maybe i, I should make that a reel because it is definitely a make that a reel changer. that is a holiday that's amazing. No, I use a spoon and it doesn't work that well. But no, if you use the shell, it literally like latches back onto itself and it just gets yeah. right out in two seconds. It's amazing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That, that, is, make some that is your holiday it. baking hack reel. <laughs> I'm going to do it. Now I, now I need to get one up soon. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it. Oh, those are such good tips. So as we are coming into the holiday season, maybe baking with our kids, you kind of shared some of your favorite easy recipes. You shared some good holiday ideas. I love the idea of just turning brownies into Christmas trees. I think that is like Very, the easiest yeah. idea or Super making them kind of candy cane brownies as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. What are your favorite or maybe if you want to give us any sneak peeks, if you're getting into holiday baking recipes you have coming up, what are some of your personal favorite? Like these are my go-to for go-tos for the holidays specifically. Oh goodness. I have a lot. Um, I will try to keep it low, small. Um, my, well, I love pie. I love making pie because I just love the slowness of pie. I love how it takes time. I love doing the lattice. Like that's just like, that's where my like therapy comes in. It's very Mm -hmm. chill for me. I love an apple pie. My favorite, favorite apple pie in the whole world is on my blog. It's actually based off my mom's growing up and then also based off other doughs I found, I have found and tried and tested. And this dough works so easy every time. Um, very simple. And then you, I use the extra pie dough. I'll roll it out and add like cinnamon and sugar and roll them up and call them pinwheels. And we just bake those and they look like little cinnamon Ooh. rolls. Very good. Um, or you can just use the dough to make those. Uh, it's like a very, it's like using pie dough to make a cinnamon roll. And it's so easy. You don't even have to worry about any rise, any, anything. So that's a tip. I right love that. You. you can't mess those up either. Um, you can add some like cream cheese glaze, whatever. I love pie. Um, love sugar cookies. I love my mom. That was like my, okay. So my mom and her friend, when they, it was Christmas, they used to make like, I am not even kidding you. I think eight or 10 different cookie recipes. They would have like a cookie day. They were, they were madness. These women wow. were amazing. They would spend the whole day making like eight to 10 different cookies. Our tables would be covered in every cookie you can imagine, like thumbprints, peanut butter blossoms, sugar cookies, gingerbread cookies. And we got to help decorate everything. It was so fun. So I love sugar cookies and gingerbread cookies, like gingerbread men. Um, those are two favorites, but I also have a recipe on my blog. That's like, low stakes gingerbread man kind of mm-hmm. um it's not the shape of a gingerbread man but it's a gingerbread cookie like those it's like a fluffy thick kind of like cakey 
brownie type cookie. I don't know how to explain it. And then you have a thick uh, cream cheese frosting on top. So you get kind of like the gingerbread flavors, but in a cookie. And it is so good. Those are one of my top mm. favorites. Um, I also love peanut butter blossoms. I also love chocolate bark. So just melting chocolate, adding a bunch of nuts, raisins, cra craisins, whatever. And then drizzling white chocolate on top. My mom always mm. used to make those. And that used to go like nuts. Everybody would eat them like crazy, a little flaky sea salt, very simple to make. Um, and then cinnamon rolls. We always do cinnamon rolls on our Christmas day. And I'm actually working on creating my own cinnamon roll. Finally, it's been years and I'm mm. like, it is time. So cinnamon rolls are coming. I'm also working on a peppermint white chocolate cookie. I can't decide if I'm going to make it into like a cookie skillet or if I'm going to make it into cookies. Oh my gosh. I know I'm trying to decide. Both? Can we do both? <laughs> both would actually be fine too. And I also saw this cute recipe. Now this is where like I saw on Pinterest and I want to remake them in my own way of um, little reindeer cookies. So it's like a chocolate mm. cookie and then a chocolate icing. And then you use pretzels for the ears and then like eyes or like M&Ms or something. And I just was like, okay, that's really cute. I already have that's a chocolate so cute. recipe. I can easily make a chocolate buttercream and then just add the little things to make it fun. So that might be something I might do. I haven't decided yet. Um, I need to like look at my content calendar. <laughs> um, oh, I also use, oh, I always, always love. I just feel like at this, I do it for every holiday. I use my best salted chocolate chip cookie recipe and I add a holiday M&M. We try to stay away from food dye, but when it comes to a holiday, I, there, it, when somebody creates an M&M, that's a holiday version that ha does not have food dye. I will be so thankful. Um, you know, we, we moderation and balance, but we do try to stay away from dye when we can, especially for my very hyperactive child. Um, I feel like it makes them a little wacko, yeah. but anyways, <laughs> but when it comes to the holidays, I always, at the holiday M&Ms just make a chocolate, like a cookie just looks so fun. I'll do it at Valentine's day. I do it at like, like fall type thing. I do, um, at Christmas, I, 4th of July, I do it for every holiday. <laughs> just take my cookie dough instead of chocolate chips or do both chocolate chips and M&Ms add them in and they just think it's the best thing ever. So that's a very easy one if you don't want to go into all the other stuff. But I'm also going to do a Christmas cookie bar. I'm pretty sure. Like just mm. like like more of like a blondie type thing with Christmas stuff. Yeah. So lots of that sounds today. delicious. Oh my gosh. Those all sound amazing. And I feel like that was a hack in and of itself. Just take that standard cookie recipe that hopefully the mom is working on that classic yeah. chocolate chip cookie recipe yeah. and you've totally changed it just by adding M&Ms instead of or with the chocolate chips. Yes. And you know what you could even do, and I just thought of this, is you could just make the base of my chocolate chip cookie recipe. No chocolate, no M&Ms, no nothing. Keep that in your freezer in like individual packages, like individual Ziplocs. You don't have to even roll them into balls. Just flatten it out, put it in like little quart size. And then when you want to pull them out, wow, this is actually so smart. I need to do this. And then when you want to make it fun or different, instead of making them all chocolate chip, you could pull one out thaw it, add M&Ms in one. If you want, mm. add chocolate chips in the other, add butterscotch and chocolate in the other, add whatever, add white chocolate and peppermint in one. And then you have a ton of different cookies. Oh my gosh. I love that. <laughs> now I need to do that. And you I also need, need to, to do that. That's real as a hack. I should definitely do that. <laughs> yes, you should. <laughs> one dough, oh my gosh, like I love different that. cookies. Yes. Oh my gosh. So there you go. I love that. You're giving me some <laughs> more confidence and excitement to bake <laughs> around the it. holidays. So <laughs> Oh my goodness. We're going to link all of the recipes that you mentioned. Pretty much everything's on, on your blog, right? So everything should be on my blog. Yeah. Yeah. And 
obviously, if they don't, they probably already follow you on Instagram. But if they don't already follow you on Instagram, we'll have them follow you on Instagram um, for all of your holiday baking that's coming up. And yes, those will probably be on my Instagram and not on my blog because we haven't been moving many things over to the blog right now because it just takes a lot You've been time, a little so. bit busy, right? <laughs> we will get to that. But right now, other most of the stuff is all on on our blog, old things. Everything I basically mentioned is on our blog, but all of our new stuff will be on Instagram. Nice. <laughs> and I think you're so trusted when it comes to baked goods too. I think you do such a good job of testing things and making sure that it works really, really well. And then, like you said, a lot of your stuff is classics and so, and that you just kind of make tweaks to. So you can kind of trust that the recipes are going to turn out, which I think sometimes I have tried baked goods online because like I said, I am, or like I've said many times, I am not the baker. So I'm finding somebody else's recipes more often than not. And I've tried recipes that do not turn out. And so I think that, (laughs) yeah, I mean, as someone who has been developing recipes for a really long time now, recipes, not, not baked goods, but it's hard to write a recipe. And I think there's a lot of people out there who don't quite know how to write recipes. And I think your recipes are really good. They're really trusted. They're really classic. And like you said, as long as you are reading that recipe the whole way through, which I think is a mistake a lot of people make with any type of recipe oh, yeah, um, for sure. and following those directions and using the hacks that you mentioned and not even, I mean, I'm calling them hacks, but using those basic tenets of baking, right? Yeah. Making sure that you are spooning and leveling the flour, making sure that you are paying attention to whether the butter is supposed to be softened, room temperature, right. it's supposed to be melted. I mean, so many they're times all basic, I have but they're all things that, that I've really learned over the years that that like I realize matter, you know? So it's like if you're just starting out, you don't necessarily always know that those things matter. Yes, yeah. So they're very totally basic, agreed. but you, we don't always all know it. You know what I mean? Yes, yeah. No, absolutely, yeah. especially if we're just starting out. And especially yeah. if our if our family didn't bake, like you grew yeah. up watching them bake, but it took you a while to actually get into baking. In yes. My mom just had her cookie recipes she would make every single year at Christmas time. And that was basically the extent of her baking. So I've had to kind of learn over the years too. So I appreciate all of your tips. I think they're so helpful. Can we do a quick rapid fire before I let you sure. go? Because I know you are busy and you've got a lot going on. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we're going to do a quick rapid fire. And then I want to hear... Well, you already kind of told us what you're up to, but I want to I want to hear all of the places people can go and they okay. can find your baked goods and uh, and where they can find your new baking trailer. But let's do our rapid fire first. OK, so last thing you ate. Oh, well, I had overnight oats this morning. <laughs> nice. It is 9.50 a.m. Yeah. right now. So <laughs> I just ate not that long ago. What is your desert island pantry ingredient? It can be cooking. It can be baking. <laughs> maybe like bananas or something because I feel like they keep you hydrated but they're also food I feel like when you're on an island you eat like fruit of some sort or like a coconut maybe because <laughs> like you would survive like you could eat the coconut but you could also drink the water and stay hydrated and be okay but would that be a pantry item because oh, they no. bad, right so <laughs> good what point <laughs> Good point. Okay. I'm Those thinking like answers, deserted so island really trying to survive. Answer. Okay. I'm you thinking like what's the one like... thing you can't live without? <laughs> Got it. Okay. I'm I'm thinking survival over here. Okay. Um, chocolate. 100%. Like some nice. kind of chocolate, like milk or cho- or dark chocolate. Doesn't matter. Any chocolate, I would be all right. And you can take that chocolate and you can melt it and put it on the bananas. There you go. And then you have a dessert. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'd be it. just fine. Yes. Yeah. I can't live without chocolate, but I don't know if it would keep me alive, but yeah, I definitely can't live without it. (laughs) (laughs) 
So what are you having for dinner tonight? Shrimp scampi, actually. We're filming it today. Ooh, nice. I love shrimp scampi. <laughs> what do you serve it with? Are you doing it like over a pasta? Are you having it with yes. like crusty bread? Over we're going to do it over angel hair pasta tonight because the kids just love pasta and inside of steamed broccoli. Nice. I love it. <laughs> My kids would definitely eat that for dinner. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. They love any pasta we make. So you already said you can't live without chocolate, but if you could only eat one thing for the rest of your life, what would it be? Well, honestly, I really like pizza and I feel mm -hmm. like you can do a lot of things with pizza. Like you can make a bunch of different flavors so that you might never get sick of it. I like that answer. I must say pizza. <laughs> nice. I love it. <laughs> oh my goodness, Lex, you gave us so many good tips today. This was so awesome. And I wanted to keep this as short and sweet as possible. It's a little bit longer than we had planned, but I probably Sorry. should have expected <laughs> that. <laughs> um, thank you so much for sharing your baking wisdom with us. And you're clearly so passionate about baking. And I think that you made me excited about baking, which I mean, it takes a lot <laughs> to get me excited about baking. So I love all the suggestions you gave us, the tips for baking with kids. Where can my listeners find you if they don't already follow you on Instagram? Tell us about your Instagram and tell us about your new baking trailer. I am so excited. I told you, uh, I DM'd you on Instagram just to tell the listeners um, that you're, we're, you guys are in Richmond, Virginia, right? Yes. Yep. So you guys are right on our route for going back up to Rhode Island because we travel from we're in the Tampa Bay area now and right. we travel up to Rhode Island in the summertime for my husband's job. And you're right on our route. So Come we're going to have to stop and we're going to have to try on. your bake. We'll be here. <laughs> you are going to keep us fueled for the second leg of our trip. Yes. Please <laughs> so, come by. We would love that. Oh, my gosh. I'm um, so excited already. <laughs> yes. But I'm on Daddy's Kitchen is our Instagram. And then our website with all of our most of our recipes is Daddy's Kitchen com very simple and then our food trailer is cream and sugar baking and we don't have a website for that yet but you can find everything on there so we'll be launching soon and we are in richmond virginia um so we'll keep everybody updated on that end about um all the cream and sugar stuff but yeah we're excited. So exciting so are you gonna have a spot where you have it regularly are you gonna travel around with you know different we have like food truck festivals around here and yeah. things like that we're gonna do both so we're gonna do we're gonna start we're going to do events. So we'll pop up at places and events, but we also will be at the side of Sky Zone Midlothian a ton too. Um, just like do regular pop-up type things, kind of like food drops. Like we're, you know, have so many cookies today, come get them. Um, so we're going to do, yep. We'll do be at Sky Zone a lot. We'll do pop-ups. And then eventually the goal will be to have another one and it'd be kind of more of like a permanent spot. Yeah. That's so exciting. I love that you're able to take your baked goods from online to in person too and be yeah. able to do both of those things so i love that We're excited <laughs> oh my gosh well thank you again so much for taking the time to come and chat with me i know you've got one kiddo in the other room and you've got yeah. two kids at school and you are very busy with everything you're doing so i appreciate you it was so fun to have you on and to chat all things speaking thanks for having me i really do appreciate it it was fun thank you i listening to my podcast Friend, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Healthy Mama Kitchen podcast. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you love to listen to podcasts. You never miss a cooking tip. If you've been loving this podcast, it would mean so much to me if you left a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It truly makes a difference in how many other busy cooks find this show and lets me know what you're loving and want to hear more of. For show notes and links to all the recipes and tools I mention, head to healthymamachris.com slash podcast. 
For daily eats, cooking tips, and family-friendly shortcut dinner ideas, be sure to follow along over on Instagram at HealthyMamaChris. Remember, cooking for your family may not always feel easy, but it can be simple.